Look, who, who doesn't like a good uh, McDonald's cheeseburger and some French fries every once in a while, right? Why? why what is this? Tra- I mean, why, why do things need to keep getting bigger and bigger? Now McDonald's is rolling out the double Big Mac. Is that necessary? What is that necessary? Why do we need this? A big a Big Mac is big enough. What do we need a double Big Mac for? You know, it's four patties. Okay, I'm down with that. Extra meat. Uh, sure. Mike Mike Parsons already does that. He adds some on. He'll, he'll add a patty. Ugh. So it's a thing. People do do it. It's the. I mean, it's the top bun, the bottom bun, and the middle bun. But and then it's four two pieces of meat on each extra, level. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Why? That... What the big the 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 regular Big Mac is not enough. No. When's the last time you had a Big Mac? It's been a long time. Uh, the patties are very small. You do need extra meat on those. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I'm not an expert in the area. I just I, I haven't had got, a. You got voted down. I probably haven't had a Big Mac in fifteen years. Oh my god! Now they're like a medium Mac. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> She's right. It's just, you know, when 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 companies stage their product, right, it's all very elegant. Oh looking. yeah, when you see it on TV. Right, it's very buoyant. Oh, yeah. oh. This I mean, this thing is is just ju- I mean, it looks like a, a, a foot tall. You know what I mean? Everything is nice oh, yeah. and there's no compression. It's not soggy. Yeah, I just don't I don't think that's necessary, but that's just me. I, I look, I don't know. You I, I defer to you. This is this is if this is this is the 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 road we should travel. Okay, God bless. Um, I thought last night's debate was good. I thought the the conversation was good. And look, when you pare down the amount of bodies on the stage, you're going to get a little bit more in depth in terms of policy, in terms of uh, ideology. And we got that last night. And 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 I also think the Trump Town Hall was a good one too. I thought I thought the the former president did a nice job. Uh, but I want to I want to get a, a a professional perspective on this. Aaron Call is the director of debate at the University of Michigan and joins us. Aaron, good to have you. Oh, it's great to be back. Um, what did you think of the debate last night? Yeah, I thought it was it was uh, spirited, substantive, and it's kind of more akin to a presidential debate since it was just one on one. And I think both of them kind of you know attacked and contrasted each other. Um, probably more than all the other debates combined. So I know there's a lot of undecided voters still, and voting is starting pretty quickly. So after last night, hopefully they'd have a much better idea of where they stand, where they want to take the country. The moderators did a pretty good job of bringing that out. So overall, I um, thought it was a positive experience. You know, one of the questions that uh, uh, was asked last night was about the Constitution. And their stance on the Constitution, and if that differs from from Donald Trump's stance on the Constitution, which I thought was a strange question, but it's CNN, and 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 they are they are pandering to to a certain audience, and that's fine. But there was very few instances where they hit Donald Trump. They hit Donald Trump in a big way. Ron DeSantis did it on that question. Uh, as did Nikki Haley. The the Black Lives Matter protests were brought up. They hit Donald Trump there. But but overall, it was kind of a watered down attack on Donald Trump. They were much more focused on each other. Did you find that interesting or did you think that that they that this was going to be a free for all? They were really going to hit Donald Trump and they didn't. No, I thought it should have ultimately been a combination of the two things. You, know, you do have 90 minutes or so with the commercials and 
there's only two of them. The problem is, you know, even when you attack each other and, you know, some people poll some polls show, oh, DeSantis has declared the winner of debate. If, if you don't make up ground vis-a-vis the frontrunner Trump, you really don't accomplish anything. And both DeSantis and Haley have had good previous debates, but after every debate, um, Trump's lead just kind of increases uh, nationally in some of the early important states. So you, even though he's not on the stage, um, yes, you should pay more attention to him, realize that, you know, they're not going to reach their goals unless, in addition to having good faith performance, that they also, you know, kind of narrow the gap with Trump. And early, I thought they were a little more reluctant. Um, and the moderators kind of brought them back to it at the end. Mm-hmm. And we did have some pretty substantive attacks by the end of the debate. I want to know what you think of their demeanor. Um, I don't know if you saw the the, the post interview that was done with uh, Anderson Cooper and Ron DeSantis, but Ron DeSantis's demeanor was completely different in a one-on-one scenario, certainly a little bit more relaxed, um, but they had about a 15 minute conversation and, and his mannerisms changed the way that he addressed the questions changed it just felt when he's on stage it's very prepackaged it feels very rehearsed it feels very um it it feels i don't want to say manufactured but to a certain extent manufactured nikki haley feels a little bit more um natural in her approach and her answers to these questions and the way that she attacks um what do you make of their presentations on the debate stage yeah i agree with all that um he was much looser uh, now, it helps when you don't have your opponent next to you, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes these debaters, they get over-coached, over-programmed, and he's been working with Fred O'Donnell, who's a really top debate coach, and I thought a few times you saw both candidates, maybe Haley a little more, kind of revert back to some uh, stomp lines and things from previous speeches, previous debates even. We've seen the same exact thing. So I think the the public is looking for looser kind of more conversational someone that they see themselves getting along with spending time with and so sometimes um, i think they just need to step back a little bit and say hey it's not just about scoring you know political points or debate points but making a connection with the audience because ultimately that's really important especially for those voters that are still on the fence how how are these debates um you know certainly this late in the game as we get towards monday in the iowa caucuses how important are these later stage, you know, very pre-primary uh, stages? How important are they to get this message out one final time? They're going to start traveling a lot more to these other states. But but in, in particular with Iowa, how important is uh, this discussion, these spirited debates for that caucus and that potential springboard for these candidates? So historically, they're very important, but also normally the front runner participates in the debate. So, um, right. you know, the, Trump's not giving them the opportunity to, to get in some good attacks or maybe make a gap himself. And so it is tough when the front runner doesn't participate, especially in the Iowa debate. But it's really important for themselves. These debates are the closing arguments. Um, DeSantis really needs to come in a, a strong second in Iowa or else his campaign may be really fledgling. I mean, at least uh, Haley has the backstop of New Hampshire, but. Now, when I was there yesterday in Iowa, it was a foot of snow on the ground. It was really cold. The weather's only going to get worse. They're expecting another foot or so and negative temperatures and wind chills. And so voters really have to want to go vote um, when the caucuses and the voting starts next week. 
And so you really want to make that connection because there's going to be a lot of adversity uh, to getting these really uh, important voters to the polls for the candidates. Did you say you were in Iowa? Yeah, yeah, I was at the, the debate last night. Oh, you were there last night. Okay, what was the what was the mood in the crowd then? Mm-hmm. I mean, everything um, so seemed pretty muted. Uh, I mean, there, there were a couple of cheers. There were, you know, for for both candidates. But what was the vibe in the room that you got? Yeah, my sense was a little bit more pro Haley than some of the previous crowds. Um, other than the first one, which is really pro Trump, a lot of the other ones had been pretty um, pro DeSantis. But it was the smallest crowd by far, two hundred tickets only, where some of the other ones had thousands and so much smaller but the main thing i got i thought it was pretty even like i said maybe a small nod to haley but the main thing i noticed was that when the attacks on trump and the contrasting did come there didn't seem to be a large appetite um, Mm. in the audience for that and so i think that was part of the reason that they didn't go full bore against trump very interesting um aaron great stuff uh thanks for the insight as always we'll talk to you again very soon anytime take care you got it that's aaron call with the uh, the, the the director of debate at the University of Michigan. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the debate last night. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WGR. I'll give you my thoughts coming up next. Um, I thought it was a good debate. I thought it was a good debate for both candidates. I thought they did a nice job. Um, I was surprised they didn't quite go after Donald Trump as furiously as I had maybe expected. And and I I want to if you watch Donald Trump last night on Fox News on his town hall I want to get your thoughts too, because I thought there were some very interesting questions asked of the former president, and his his answers I also thought were pretty interesting. So we'll do that next. Get to your calls, your text eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. 800-859-0WJR. If you're on the line, hold tight. We'll get to it next on JR Afternoon. 